0: Tom, Steve, konnichiwa, kono bangumi sugoi desu ne, anata-tachi chou watashi ga bangumi mo ii, ha?
1: Welcome, everybody, to Masters of a I am Tom Witham.
2: I'm Steve Piles. And what's special about today? It is the day before Saturday the 14th. Which is like the best movie ever made. Saturday the 14th was
1: it, the best movie. Did you ever see that movie? That is a before scary movie was scary movie, right? Yeah. It was yeah, like a parody was, spoof of Friday the
2: was, 13th. Yeah, it was kind of a horror comedy. Yeah. A Little less of the comedy. Well, actually a little less of the horror. It was just a bad movie, but it was, it was so goofy.
1: <laughs> um, I loved the Friday the 13th movies. All of them. All of them, like it got to a point where the cheesier they were, the harder they were to kind of get through, (laughs) you know, because I could start any of them at any point in time. No problems. It was the, um, you know, the follow
2: through. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, I only ever saw the first one and like the fourth one or some shit like that. Like there was one of them that didn't even have Jason technically. Like you thought it was Jason, but it was never. It ended up not being Jason. Yeah. I saw that one.
1: That was the one where it was the mother, right?
2: No, that was the first one.
1: Yeah. Kill them all. Kill them all for mommy. Yeah, yeah.
2: Kevin Bacon. <laughs> what? What can't Kevin Bacon do? Well, it's kind of funny because if you look at these these horror series, like you have Kevin Bacon in the first Friday the Thirteenth. You had Johnny Depp in the first uh, Nightmare on Elm, Elm Street. And then of course Jamie Lee Curtis in the first Halloween. You know, like big stars. Got their starts in these schlocky horror movies.
1: Jennifer Aniston was in was Leprechaun. It Trolls. Leprechaun. Leprechaun. I.
2: Why do yeah. I always get that wrong? That's eh, like short. That's thing. like the fifth time. You got midget racism. I think is what you got. <laughs> Midgetism. Midgetism. Like fantasy midget racism. I, that's what you got going on here. You probably think Willow is probably in Leprechaun too, don't you? She isn't. She <laughs> or he?
1: Wait, <laughs> Warwick Davis. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you up. Willow Kenny Baker was R2-D2, Warwick Davis was Wicket, the
2: Ewoks. That's right, and he was Willow, and he was the Leprechaun, I'm not going to lie.
1: Where were you on Ewoks? Where was I? Yeah, where, I Hot or Cold. We've ha- I know Why? we had this discussion oh, on no, the Star yeah. Wars episode.
2: Ewoks, like, it's one of those things where, as a kid, I was... I can't ever say, I was like, ooh, I love the Ewoks, but I was fine with them. And then, Wait. getting older, you're like, okay, what the- space teddy bears? I don't... I don't... I'm not... I don't why. Why why? Especially when you find out what it was, was going to be, which was supposed to be the Wookiees, which would have made a hell of a lot more sense.
1: Right, but they were all dead.
2: Yeah. I don't think so.
1: All except Chewbacca,
2: right? Well, I mean, wasn't Chewbacca? Well
1: that yeah, for the, the special, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the Happy Day special or whatever it was called. What yeah. was it called?
2: Life Life Day?
1: Life Day. Yep. Yeah. Uh we're getting new ewoks in this next movie. This next oh, Star Wars
2: I saw the preview and it had a space penguin. And I'm like, no, it's a Porg. I, 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 what, it's a space penguin. It's a Porg. It's there. I'm like, why? Why? At least even in the original trilogy that the cutesy thing didn't show up until the third movie. Leave the cutesy thing for the. They already got BB-8. We don't need space penguin. We're going to get an evil BB-8. There's an evil BB-8? Yeah.
1: You haven't seen the evil BB-8? No, I haven't. Oh, you really have been staying away from the stuff, haven't you?
2: I guess. I, I didn't even know the penguin okay. was out. Okay. I'm sorry.
1: So. I'm sorry. I should have known. I'm not trying to be racist. It
2: may not be an evil BB-8. It's a black <laughs> BB-8. <laughs> you space racist. Spacist. Spaces, space robot racist. Sp- no. You're an SRR. I'm just going to start saying it. Um, space robot racist. Let's see. But space penguin already sucks. I'm telling you right now. I like Talk the space, space penguin. penguin.
1: The porg. You right? know what? That was. That's what it's called, right? I like when, it.
2: When Phantom Menace came out, you know what I heard from my parents? I like Jar Jar Binks. What? You are now that guy. <laughs> Congratulations!
1: That, that likes Jar Jar Binks.
2: That likes. I kind of like it. It's cute. We need some cute, cutesy little animal thing in there. Yeah, but you Bonnie, haven't seen these things in action. What's already? They, it already sucks. No, I'm telling what, you right now, Space Penguin sucks.
1: What if they totally kick ass?
2: How is it going to burrow up your fucking anus and? Come out from their mouths, because that would be the one redeeming thing they could do. <laughs> as
1: space okay. penguins. I'm going to go on record
2: them, as roll up anuses and
1: pop I out. I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. But I do agree with you 100. <laughs> that would that would salvage anything. It could have been. It could be the stupidest movie on the planet. And if it's a Star Wars movie that has space penguins going up, burrowing in anuses, coming out. Mouths that, oh my god, that would be so good.
2: Maybe that scene from the trailer is post mouth explosion, and it's like, yeah,
1: <laughs> or maybe it's just
2: cute and cuddly.
1: It can be and cute and cuddly
2: that anus, too.
1: Just ask Richard Gear,
2: <laughs> let me wink snow.
1: <laughs> um, so there's a no, it's an evil BB-8, it's not because it's black, so stop thinking that right now.
2: Uh, what's wrong with me? I
1: don't know. Anyway, uh no, it's a uh, Evil BB-8 and there's Porgs and apparently there is uh Princess Leia killing. Yeah. So, well, is that pet- patricide? What is that when a matricide. child matricide when a matricide. when a son kills his mother or when wow. a a child kills the, their mother.
2: You could have a daughter kill the mother. Be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it um it, it kind of has to happen, right? It Yeah, it's I mean, Leia <laughs> is
1: a goner literally in figuratively or how would you uh, say that you... literary Li- literarily
2: yes that works well i well, suppose
1: i'm, I'm leaving for, i'm back okay um so the new trailer came out and i
2: didn't avoid it like i said i was gonna <laughs>
1: hey, Liar. well all, However, all,
2: i haven't given it srrs S- R- S- R- would definitely not avoid it so. uh
1: i haven't gone i haven't delved i watched it live on television it, it came on during halftime during monday night football
2: so you so just I, didn't expect it, and you didn't turn your head away.
1: No, I knew it was coming, but I gave it the one watch, and I'm that's it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to watch it a million times and pick it apart and go to theory threads.
2: And ah, uh, it's already too late. The theories are well rampant.
1: Oh, I'm oh, Yeah, I'm sure. Ray is Snoke's uh, like half twin
2: sister. Oh no, this the one I saw is still going strong with Ray is Palpatine's granddaughter. Like that's the big one. I have people are sticking to. For anybody that does not remember my personal theory, which the movie's not out yet, so it's time to reiterate. Ray, you hear it here to hear first? Darth Vader clone. I'm saying it. Darth Vader clone. Anakin clone. Well, same thing. Is it? Because yeah. Anakin
1: was the human form. Anakin no, I suppose a, you're right. Anakin was he, Darth Vader.
2: He was a shittier Darth Vader. He was a whinier Darth Vader.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he became kickass.
2: Yes, he he improved himself. What a, a radical weight loss plan. He <laughs> got better.
1: Yeah. Got on a breathing device. Yeah. I lost some limbs. He was a badass in uh, Shadows of the Empire. They devoted a chapter to his training, like talking mm-hmm. about what his training included. Like he uses lightsabers to fight robot robots that learn from him, like an AI that uh-huh. continually gets better. Yet he's a force user, so there's nothing they can do. They just... They learn better techniques, but he always slices and dices like they're made out of butter. It was it was cool. Anybody that hasn't read uh, Shadows of the Empire should go read it, even though it's not tech anymore.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's I remember you gave me the book, and I was, I was flipping through it, and I saw that scene where it talks about eating space penguins that do anal invasions.
1: Yes. Yeah. See, that's what's going to make it's it good. eats them. Anal invasion? Yeah. Space anal invasion.
2: By penguins. All right. <laughs> so um, what are we talking about today? Today I think we are delving into the seedy underbelly of Hollywood. The 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 flip side of everything we've been doing up till now is the darkness that is celebrity obsession. So we're gonna just go
1: ahead and do that thing where we call Hollywood like Hollywood, regardless of its television, movies, producers, actors,
2: yeah, it's a catch all, right? Film crews. Yeah, I,
1: I don't techn I don't usually like to say Hollywood, but I mean as much as i hate to say it it really just kind of that's exactly what it is
2: it yeah i mean it's it's the producers of the the what word am i looking for here help me out <laughs> the media medium. media yeah media the media producers like. um actually i have a little snippet of information due to my research on this that uh, oh please meant, do. well it, it rolls into something else i'd be talking about so I'll, but it's talking about Hollywood specifically, like the place, Hollywood. Oh, I got a scoop for you. What's the Harvey scoop?
1: Weinstein rapes people.
2: Yes, this is actually like ripped from the headlines. A appropriate topic because of the whole Harvey Weinstein thing. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, because I've never, I did not actually delve too hard into this, which I think tells you something about me. Did he, was he actually accused of raping or was it more like... Being a pervy old Sexual dude. assault. See, that's always a weird gray area, though. But I
1: think that there have been a couple that have come forward and said that he raped them. Nah. I think Rose, Rose McGowan might be one of them that yeah, said yeah. that it was a full-on rape.
2: Because I know she's leading the pack, like leading the charge type of thing. So.
1: Yeah, and I think that she was more than just sexually assaulted. I think she was...
2: See, but this speaks to our topic. So why do we care so much about one old guy being creepy? Like, if this was... Hey, did you hear that the um, guy that ran the convenience store down the street is raping people? You're like, okay, did he get arrested? Cool. They should probably lock him up, and that'd be the end of our discussion of it. But since this is a guy that's made movie after movie, and all these people that we are familiar with, these stars are intimately connected to his life, we care about what's happening inch by inch. We like, we actually look at the story and say, what's happening now? Okay. Oh, what's happening now? Oh, okay. Wow, that's weird. What's happening now? Okay. You know. Well, okay.
1: I have two things to say about that the first is he has a lot of money yeah he has he has a lot a lot of money so he can insulate himself uh with you know bail and you know what if they made his bail a million dollars well that's nothing to him he's getting out of jail um so he's not gonna have the same struggles as somebody else uh but he's got enough money to kind of stay out of trouble um and secondly the the people that are his victims, the people that are coming forward, these, and then we'll probably talk about it a little bit later is these are people that we're letting into our lives. So they're Mm -hmm. almost like family to us. Right. So like I watch a story about Gwyneth Paltrow. Do I, is Gwyneth Paltrow my family? No. However, I, I watch a story of her life unfold in front of me and the real Gwyneth Paltrow her news is shoved down my throat. It's everywhere I look. Mm-hmm. And the movies that she's in that I consume, I either enjoy them or I don't. But if I enjoy them, this person has now become a part of my life, a part of my family, a part of somebody that I've accepted in, you know, depending on what character they play. But these are my people. So yeah. <clears throat> these women who are, you know, sexually assaulted by this guy are that's my family. That's somebody that you are taking advantage of. So that's why I'm paying as much attention to the story as I am. Otherwise, you know, Lauren Michaels said this is a New York issue. New York and L.A. Har- Most people don't know who Harvey Weinstein is, so we're not going to make jokes about him on Saturday Night Live, which is just a cop-out. That's totally <laughs> and completely a cop-out. <laughs> However, I do see it a little bit, because I know, I knew, I knew the name Harvey Weinstein, I knew he was involved, I see the logo, but I really didn't know who he was. So when this, this news broke about him doing this, it all of a sudden becomes Uh, a mystery that I want to unravel and the press is all the, you know, they're, they more than willing to tell the story.
2: Yeah. And well, like you said, most people aren't going to know. So,
1: well, but that's what I'm saying is if these, if, if there's a guy running the convenience store, that's raping random people that I don't know who they are. I'm so far removed from that, that I can just be like, yeah, that guy needs to be locked up and hopefully those people get help. And then I'm on to the next thing. But since this is just shoved down my throat, and there are people that I, even though it's uh, it's not real, these people are in my life now. Uh, that's why I'm caring as much as I am. Otherwise, I wouldn't care. And I'm not foolish enough to think that six months from now, I'll pay attention to any of this. I mean, it's going to be one of those things that just, you know, moving along.
2: Oh, and yeah. That's exactly the heart of it, too, is that we, our attention span for these things is actually, like, there's this Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein, like I knew who he was because just because I listened to like I've, I mentioned before Kevin Smith's podcast and Kevin Smith will talk about him because he produced a lot of his movies and stuff like that. So I was familiar with him. Like as soon as the news broke, I was like I knew exactly who they were talking about. But I didn't care, you know. I, I was I mean I, I, beyond the basic Cuban fact is don't be a scumbag and you know rape women. That's but then it's there. Like you said, shoved down your throat. It's there. It's there. You click, you open up your internet browser. Any kind of website that has news is going to have news about him. So now I care. Now I'm actually interested because my curiosity got peaked and I I want to find out what's going on with it. I know more about the people involved, the uh, Kate Beckinsales, the Gwyneth Paltrow, whoever, than I do about some family members. Like I see them more often than I see some of my family members. But on the flip side, I'm also going to care about this my caring about this is going to be here and gone within a matter of weeks at the most. Whereas if something crazy happened to my family member that I've only seen once every five years, I'm going to know about that. I'm going to think about my family member for a lot longer period of time because that is actual real connection, not the fake one that comes through our screens. Right. So that's the difference. That's why it's almost like a drug. That's why our Hollywood celebrity fixation, we need more and more and more to keep going with, the emotional investment otherwise it's going to disappear because these are not actual real people right and they're
1: lives. more than willing to continue the shit show like, right is when the harvey weinstein thing winds down there'll be something else they'll be yeah i mean harvey thing. weinstein's
2: picking up just now as people are starting to kind of forget about bill cosby right so right not forget forget but it's not in the news as much anymore but it's not resolved so it's still a thing
1: right and you know Bill Cosby is somebody that we what we let into our lives we let our guard down and we let this guy into our life so yeah I mean yeah that
2: we did a while ago but he hadn't been in a long time so all of a sudden Bill Cosby is you find out he's raping his way through Hollywood since the 60s you're like oh my God that's fucked up and then you kind of forget because he hasn't been a big part of our lives so if we find out tomorrow that you know Brad Pitt was had a basement full of human heads that he harvested himself. You'd be like, "Holy shit!" But if you found out that uh, wait,
1: wait, wait, can we time out just for a second and talk about how you harvest a head? Like, well, you, you harvest
2: vegetables. It. You have to wait you... for the right season. <laughs> you have to feel it to make sure it's ripe first. before you lop it before off. You, okay, before you lop okay, it off. yeah.
1: So harvesting a head is simply just finding one that's ripe and yeah, and you know, you, you got to okay.
2: feel it. But you got you can't get it when it's crunchy because that's no good.
1: Okay, moving on.
2: <laughs> so. Brad Pitt's harvesting heads. We're going to flip our shit. It would be all over the news. It would probably be like a like a terrorist attack. It would probably interrupt what you're watching. Yeah. Oh, my God. We just found out Brad Pitt's a head lopper. <laughs> He's a, a head butter. harvester. Yes. But if you found that out about, I don't know, Jackie Gleason, you'd be like, wow, that's weird. And then you would move on because <laughs> nobody's given a shit about Jackie Gleason in, in 30 years. Right, right. So it's it's a, there's a drug aspect. There's an addiction aspect. You need the immediacy before. So you can stay invested in it. But if you found out that your grandpa was lopping off heads, you know, 50 years ago, that would fucking affect you hard because that's a real connection. Yeah, right.
1: Um, But what about what about people that aren't celebrities that capture our attention like that, like this Las Vegas gunman and stuff like that? I mean, to some degree, aren't aren't people like that just looking for that celebrity status and they achieve
2: you know, it? I really I truly do believe that that a lot of these mass shootings are a like look at the look at the timeline of this. When have these mass shootings become more and more frequent
1: in the age of instant celebrity exactly social internet media. social the media. Of social
2: media has made not you know it, it started like the worst one of these domestic terrorist type of mass killings in history was still in the 1920s. I believe some guy planted a bomb in a schoolhouse,
1: yeah, a whole bunch of dynamite,
2: yeah, yeah, so and I think that I think that's the worst one Although those maybe the vegas one topped it but i'm not sure but i mean that shows it was going on but not with frequently because this is a way for people to get instant celebrity this goes to uh I, I looked at a bunch of stuff online just got you know different ideas and stuff and there was somebody talked about how this was a millennial writing about other millennials saying that it's unprecedented in the time in, in at least american if not human history our obsession with celebrity now mm-hmm. and uh this goes to like what I think is the reason why we're so obsessed is they, they talk about social media and well they start start out talking about reality shows. Like we watch shows like The Real Housewives or the Kardashians because they're an easy way to to supplant our own trials and tribulations. We we could put our own stuff aside and watch what fancier, richer, yet at the same time worse people are doing than us.
1: Right. Oh, they have all the money in the world and they have the same problems as me.
2: Exactly. And it's fascinating to us. So we can like wish fulfill, We can, you know, dream a little bit. We can watch those if you're the type of person that can dig that. But you know how I feel about reality television anyway. (laughs) But uh, going past that, to talk about social media in general, it's like this is the time when you can, especially younger people today, see like celebrity is it? means to its own end like it used to be you were you got famous because of a combination of talent hard work and and a lot of luck like you were in the right place at the right time you got discovered by the right person and you got in there and then you stayed there because you were you had charisma you had gravitas people wanted to see you on movies or on TV or whatever now it's anybody can be famous for 15 not even 15 minutes 15 seconds but that's enough like we have that drive like uh how? Oh, what was it? They had a good line here. Why work your ass off when all you really need to do is have a great ass? <laughs> ah, it's a good line. But yeah, that's what it's like—the Instagram, Twitter, Facebook fame. Because, and this is the nut, this is the heart of it: to be famous is to have disciples, a group of followers consumed by your every word and deed. To be famous is to be heard, and that's what we truly want—to be
1: immortalized in some way.
2: Yeah. And this is my, what I come up with, why as a culture, and this is not just America, this is worldwide, this is human, we are obsessed with celebrities because that's our new religion. Yeah. It, it really is. And what was
1: Jesus, really? But
2: He was, yeah, I mean, look at the stories in the Bible, he was a celebrity of that era, maybe not that era, but that area. Like, you know, he was going into towns and they're like freaking out about it because they heard about him. He was, he was a rock star.
1: Yeah. And when he comes back, he's going to touch every eyeball.
2: Well, that could be uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, I'd say, but, I mean, that,
2: <laughs> no, that's <man>. what... <laughs> My contact, are you gonna give me a new contact?
1: That's what they say. So he's gonna bring us all new contacts.
2: All new contacts, but maybe, like, some, like, shade glasses that get shady when the sun comes out. That'd be kind of cool, too. Blue blockers. There we go. Yeah. Remember blue blockers? The commercial? Yeah. yeah. You ever get a pair of sunglasses that's not polarized?
1: No. What do you think I am? Some kind of peasant?
2: Yeah, I don't understand why you would do that anymore. I've... No idea how much polarizing actually helps me, but I would not get a pair of sunglasses that weren't polarized.
1: Yeah, the the guy at the mall that runs the kiosk he he shows you the mirror that on, with regular sunglasses you can't see any, but with the polarized sunglasses you get to see like a shape. Right. See how this helps your eyes? Uh. Well, that's uh,
2: I learned about polarization when I was doing my forensics work. It eliminates like reflection. Like if you want to take a picture of something through like the windshield of a car. You got to use a polarized lens so it's not just getting the reflection of all the crap outside, so you can actually see through. That's what polarization does.
1: Yeah, but with polarization, does that mean that the, the dress is white and black and blue or r- yellow or gold and white? White and gold.
2: It means it's white and gold.
1: It's black and blue. It was white and gold. Well, we all know it was black and blue. So, <laughs>
2: on. my eyeballs tell me it was white and gold. <laughs> you know, there's a my new one going around,
1: around. There's, a, there's a new optical illusion going around. And oh, it's. Yeah. Sneaker, And it's either teal and pink or some other color. I don't remember. Oh, shit. Yeah. But it's totally and completely the same thing. Some people say one thing and some people say the other.
2: No, I I, I know the right answer was the one I did not pick. It basically is because my eyeballs suck, which is definitely true. It's
1: my colorblind joke for the day. <laughs> I had to get one in. What's that? I had to get one colorblind
2: joke in. Oh, yes. Well, everybody needs one. Yes. But... one is the loneliest number. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I went back and I looked at. I found something about the um, history of celebrity obsession, if you will. Oh, yes. Tell me all about it. You see, it was actually laid out pretty good what I found. So this does not begin or end with America at all. This goes back to like ancient Greece. Really? Yeah. So like, if you think about it, this the reason why I'm obsessed with human culture. Our human culture. The re- reason why our culture is obsessed with celebrities is because we need, we are obsessed with stories. So the Greek gods were the ultimate celebrities of the time. They were invented, but the reason why they were so popular and so enduring, even to this day, is because they were just, these were the reality stars of their time. Yeah. Like Zeus was going around fucking everything that had a you know vagina,
0: changing
2: mm-hmm. into animals to do it. You know, you got... Dudes fucking their moms. You got uh, snake-headed women that were too pretty. That's why they're snakeheads. You know, just all these crazy stories, and people were obsessed with them. Like, oh man, what's what's you know what's Achilles up to now? This is crazy. What
1: <laughs> what's going to happen next? What are the
2: Argonauts doing? You know this. This was the stories of the time. These were the. Plus, I've read that yeah, people worship these things as gods, but their sense of history is not the same as our sense of like our sense of history. Of what, what can we verify as being true or not true? Ancient people didn't actually care about that whatsoever, but that's a different topic.
1: They didn't care about ancient history.
2: Ancient people did not care about verifying what was true and not true. Oh, I see. They just need, really needed to tell the world through stories to explain the world through stories. And that's uh like, well, that can get to open up a can of worms that I'm not going to get into. So we're, we'll go past that. But, uh, Yeah. So and then also their athletes, like the guys that were doing their kind of the early Olympic Games and stuff like that got raised to the status of gods because their story was exciting and interesting. And they so they were exciting and interesting. And that's, I mean, that's where it starts. And then as time goes on, it actually lessens because people started getting more illiterate. So they couldn't share stories as well anymore. It's word of mouth, which was limited rather than disseminating through books and all that stuff. So like, was say in the dark ages when almost everybody's illiterate, stories about saints and their wild adventures were the new Greek gods. And people would share stories about you know Saint Augustus, he did this thing, and it was crazy because he went to you know <laughs> Timbuktu and try to give them make them Christians and and the space penguin came and fucked them off. It was crazy.
1: Right through the anus.
2: Fucking space penguins. And that was
0: <laughs> Dude, that one wrong.
1: <laughs> well, I'll I'll just continue to talk about uh anally raping space penguins
2: no no okay see that's a sense that needs a comma in the right place because it's are you raping <laughs> space penguins or are the space penguins anal rapers yep okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: comma this
2: <laughs> commas are important people well, very, very important
1: well when in doubt leave them out
2: yeah so you can anally rape anal raping space penguins <laughs> uh. Uh, well, but I then mean,
1: you brought up a good point about the um, sports figures too, because yeah. they they tend to. I mean, somebody that plays a game for a living, mm-hmm. like a backyard game for a living, can earn millions and millions of dollars and be a sought after celebrity, like just like anybody that's you know not readily accessible. I guess that that might be one thing <clears throat> to look at with celebrity obsession is. Like, if you knew a celebrity, would they be as exciting?
2: I can't imagine. Plus, like, like how often have you heard this? Like, one thing, my, my personal celebrity obsession thing is I always like to hear stories about real people having run-ins with celebrities. And some of them are, you always hear the same thing. Some of them are cool. and Some of them are just assholes.
1: Yeah, I imagine. But, I mean, it, like, if you were a celebrity and you couldn't go anywhere without being totally and completely mauled all the time, wouldn't that become annoying? Like
2: right, yeah, maybe they're assholes for a reason. I, I like, I get it. But there's also people like if, that's one aspect. Like you can get why they're not just posing and for pictures and doing autographs all day every day because you have to live your life. But there's also the ones that walk and expect special treatment or actually get upset when people don't recognize them right away. Shia Labeouf. Like, there's, yeah, there's people like exactly like you. You know who I am, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, can't give me a ticket.
1: My my one celebrity. I guess, run-in. I've had two celebrity run-ins in my life. Everybody's got... Okay, three. Three celebrity run-ins in my <laughs> life. Um, there's a guitarist for a band called Three Days Grace, Barry something or another. I don't remember his, his last name. I sat next to him on a flight out to Colorado once, and he was cool dude. We talked about music. We... I actually fixed his laptop for him. He was very appreciative, not appreciative enough to give me tickets to the concert that he was going to, but whatever. Yeah. Barry, Barry I know you're listening. Come on, dude. That was just lame,
2: <laughs> but be, he'd give you like a million bucks. So you know, he had it
1: in his back pocket. Yeah. I mean, jeez. Uh, no, but I'll go back to talking about John Lear who has made himself incredibly accessible to his fans I, I'm not even joking. I picked up the phone and just called John Lear's cell phone and he answered. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> and
1: he was in a meet well, he was waiting. He was in a coffee shop waiting to have a meeting with a merchandise guy. And um like we talked for almost a half hour. Yeah. And then he agreed to come on the podcast and then you everybody knows the rest of the story. But he's he is a contact in my phone. Like if I wanted to text John Lear right now, I could text John Lear. The beauty of it is, and this is what I think makes him so special, is I could give you his cell phone number right now, and you could text him and say, hey, I have a question, blah, 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 and then he would answer <laughs> you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, like hey,
2: random person, let's find out.
1: Well, but he's not like a snob. He's not exclusive. There's right. like a lot of things that he's not, and um, I just, I think that that's, that's badass, you know? That's that's cool. That's the kind of celeb celebrity that I would be willing to follow uh, through, you know, whatever TV yeah. shows. I, I would sit and watch a bad John Lear show before I watched, you know, anything else. <laughs> and, and probably, you know, pick out the good things and enjoy myself because, I mean, he's a cool dude. And for what it's worth, I'm not going to give out his cell phone number to just anybody randomly. But I'm telling you, that's the kind of guy he is. I could, like, if you want to email John Lear, he's accessible. It's it's not like I'm some you know fan that just hit the lottery and is now able to talk to a celebrity. He talks to all his fans. You can go to his Facebook page and chat him up, and if he's available, he'll chat with you. They have he has you know meetups with fans all the time. So I mean, I just I to me that's cool. However, am I naive enough to think that like Brad Pitt's the same way? Like could. Right. Could a, a celebrity like, you know, Matt Damon or Ben Affleck or like, I don't think that they have the ability to be like John Lear. And maybe they are to some people. Maybe. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like they probably don't have enough time in the day to answer the emails that they get or to. Right. There's to a level things.
2: like the more the more well known you are, the more hard it's going to be to be that approachable just out of necessity. Right. Like I'm not trying to shit on John Lear. He's a great guy. And he's done you know, definitely recognizable stuff, but he's not like a you know the Brad Pitt out there where people are going to know who he is, right? Like like that, like Leonardo DiCaprio or anything like that. So he has kind of the luxury to be able to be that accessible. Now, having said that, if some, there's definitely people out there that are the same. I don't know how you gauge it, but the same level of celebrity, the same level of stardom as him, that are probably flaming assholes. So it's definitely right. to his credit.
1: I would say probably the majority of them don't make themselves that accessible. Right. I And forgive me if I've told the story already. I'll tell it really quick. The The time I, I walked by, um, now I can't remember his friggin' name. He Ultron. Ultron. He played Ultron. Uh, James Spader. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was walking through Boston. And I walked past James Spader, and I knew it was James Spader, and I wanted to say something, but I'm like, no, he plays an asshole in all of his movies. Of course, he's going to be <laughs> an asshole to me. And then I read on his... IMDb page that he loves his fans and will stop and chat up his fans. So, I mean, like, I definitely missed an opportunity to chat up James Spader at the time. <laughs> Bless you. But, um, <laughs> fucking allergies. But just based on reading that, I feel like James Spader is the kind of dude that, you know, is like John Lear. Like, you know, a chance yep. encounter, you meet him and he's happy to meet somebody that enjoys their work, you know? So, I don't know. I, but again, I'm not obsessed with John Lear. I'm not obsessed with James Spader. My right. obsession is usually reserved for half clothed hot women.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, but there's so many of them that even for me, my obsession is in the moment. Like, Oh my God, I can't stop staring at this. And then, okay, I, I pull my eyeballs away. And then the next day it's going to be another half clothed hot woman. Cause there's so, you know, they're, they're right. They're out there. there. There's so many, there's blue, beautiful women everywhere. You can't not, they're
1: out there, Jerry and they'll love it every minute of it.
2: <laughs> the only thing between me and them is a, Thin layer of... Uh, chalkies,
1: Dockers. Yeah, what was it? I don't, I don't remember.
2: Ah, it's gone. Not enough. That's all I know. Gone from my head. But uh, yeah, okay. So just wrapping up my history of celebrity. Once you got into the real celebrity culture, start started taking off. Well, the printing press made it so you could share stories of famous people, you know, in a widespread area. But with the advent of television and radio, that's when it really started taking off. And then we became obsessed, you know, movies with basically the the visual media because we saw these people all the time so we saw the way they acted not just had to read about it long after the fact or got a hearsay we could see it we could hear it and then with the you know advent of social media of the internet it's we're we're steeped in it it's all celebrities all the time right and Over- it doesn't
1: matter how much time that celebrity status is
2: yeah and it doesn't it,
1: you know a celebrity can be anybody it doesn't have to be the beautiful and rich like uh oh,
2: wow.
0: who's
1: i don't know i don't know her name but the woman that the, they interviewed her and she's like ain't nobody got time for that
2: yeah oh you that's know? that's the world we f- fucking celebrity you say something and people like what's that what's that girl not the cash me outside how about that cash me outside she's making millions of dollars because of that like yeah. she's got she's like putting out rap albums she's you can through appearances and shit
1: yeah that i see that's where she'd make her money is paid appearances i can't imagine anybody's paying to listen to her sing
2: no people maybe it's a joke well i mean look at that one guy from american idol um hung john it? Hung yeah or... william hung or whatever yeah yeah he made a probably not millions but he made a good ch- chunk of money as a joke because people thought he was funny and it was it like that's the soundbite the age of the soundbite all you have to do is say something pithy like the guy that says you know, hide your women, hide your man. They're ripping everybody up in here. That guy made money because of that.
1: Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question. Uh, do you desire to be a celebrity?
2: Yes. I, I think everybody desires to have some level of celebrity. I think if you if you say that I don't want to be known by more people, like I don't want to be not just known, but, you know, appreciated for what I've done for whatever reason. Maybe no. there's plenty of people out there that don't want to be like, upper stratosphere, A-list actor type of celebrity, but everybody wants to be known in a wider circle.
1: I suppose. Like, we wouldn't do this podcast if we didn't want other people to hear our voice, but sure, I'll be honest with you. If we had two listeners, I wouldn't care. I mean, this, to me, is more of a therapeutic conversation with a friend <laughs> than it is, like, us speaking oh, exactly. to masses. Yeah. But that being said, I don't mind when I'm talking to somebody and they validate my ideas. You know, or...
2: When we're looking at the numbers that of uh, people like listen to us week by week and the numbers go up, it right. gives you a little thrill, right? It's even just the, I posted something and I got 20 people to give it a like on Facebook. That's a, a, a level of celebrity.
1: Right. As, very as brief, minor very as basic. it is. yeah. But I also, like, I would love all the things that come with celebrity. Not all of them, but I would love the money. And sure. I would love the lifestyle of being able to, you know, own a Lamborghini and to draw you know, go to a store and pick out anything I wanted and have a mansion that's got a game room that's got nothing but retro arcade games. You know what I mean? Like I would love all that stuff that comes with a celebrity, but if you if you look at the celebrities' lives and the what they have to go through in order to maintain their celebrity status, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want that at all. Like, no. I, I honest to goodness, would not want people knocking down my door. I wouldn't want to have to put up a gate that I have to drive a mile and a half to get out my driveway. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the types that I, I would not want that. I would not want droves of people sitting outside my house, waiting for me to open a window curtain or something like that. I, that to me does not sound appealing
2: in any way, shape or form. Yeah. People, people want to be stars until the stars like i i would never want to be the you know the leonardo dicaprio level of stardom where your life is has to revolve around okay can i make it to this place without being mobbed can i talk to this person like as a normal human being or, or they i can't to... go somewhere because
1: yes. i'm the, i have a movie coming out and i have to go like five countries in Two days
2: yeah right exactly
1: and i have to sit on couches and say the same interview over and over and over and over and have a translator you know do things for me and have a manager have a person manage my time for me and i'm not able to do anything and you know i well, have
2: to look at how many people how many celebrities stars like that have serious substance abuse problems yeah you know and that's there's i mean it's not just movie stars it's Rock stars and stuff, too, because they have to find a way to be happy again. Because, like, this is like everything everybody you always find your level, right? No matter where station you're at in life, you find your baseline, and you can be happy or sad depending on your baseline. So, if you somebody that makes $15,000 a year, you're gonna have days where you come home and you're happy as shit. Your day went well, you know, you flipped your burgers and they all turned out juicy and delicious, and then days where you come home hating life because your boss chewed you out or you got fired that day or something like that. That's the same day. That's the same week as somebody like um, Bill Gates is going to come home happy as shit because Microsoft had a good rollout of a new product or hating life because Forbes reviewed his, you know, windows 95 and they said it shit, it's shit the bed and sucked ass. You know, that's everybody finds their level, but everybody on a lower level wants to find that level. <laughs> At a higher level. They want to climb the ladder. Right. So if you're somebody that's dreaming of like, man, I, I would love to live the Hollywood lifestyle. You would. And you got to that point. If you were a Norma Ray and you became a Marilyn Monroe or a Norma, Norma Ray, Norma Jean and uh, became a Marilyn Monroe, you might be miserable as shit, but you're never going to want to go back to be a Norma Jean again. Right. You're just not. You're never going to want to take that step back. That's the, the, the appeal. That's what everybody knows that instinctually, because I'd rather be miserable and well known than moderately content, and nobody knows who I am. It's better to rule in hell than serve in heaven. Ooh, where'd you come up with that? That's uh, Milton or something like that I can't remember. <laughs> but uh yeah, that's this goes to <clears throat> something I came across is from a psychology website. I don't stumble across it. What this guy said and it makes sense to me is it all comes down to one real thing like I talked about celebrity, like religion. Well, the religion comes down to re- it's we're afraid of death. We're afraid of death and celebrity culture is a way for us to live on. Just like religion is a way for us to live on because we are part of something that is going to outlast us. And we convince ourselves that since I, in some small way, shape or form belong to this, then I, my identity will be carried with it as it goes. So if we are obsessed with the celebrity culture of our famous stars, whatever, because we're not heard in our daily lives. It doesn't matter because they are, and we've attached ourselves to them. They're part of us. Like you said, with, with, these are the people we invite into our homes. These are the people we've forged emotional connections to, even though we have never, or will never meet. But because they're so huge, and I've invested part of myself into them, vicariously, I'm huge too. But it
1: doesn't, like, I'm not seeing any holes in that. I'm just saying that doesn't, it, can't it be something more than a celebrity? I mean, I. can't you be an inventor? Can't you
2: can't you carry on oh yeah i mean if you if you're fulfilled like i think the people that are the least obsessed with celebrities are the ones that are putting out their most are the ones that are the most productive the ones that have actually been the biggest contributors to the world at large so if you're somebody that's even somebody that's just working you know 16 hour days you're somebody that's productive but if you're somebody that just got laid off and you're sitting at home you're gonna find yourself more and more obsessed with the things you're seeing on tv i feel like you know if you're somebody that's, you know, permanent disability and you're never going to work and you're not, you're not writing songs, you're not writing books, you're not making a sculpture, you're not painting, you're not, you're not creating or contributing in any real way. These are the ones that are taking in all the reality shows that are reading the, the celebrity, the TMZ websites. Wearing flat hats. Yeah, wearing the flat hats <laughs> and the white beaters. These are the ones that are, are completely obsessed because that's the only thing they have. That's their one outlet. That's one way they feel like they matter because they're contributing to this person that actually does matter. Like, you know, because a star is nothing without their fans. You're not a star if you don't have fans.
1: Right. I always get a kick of thinking about big stars and they're meeting people that don't know who they are. Like that to me is <laughs> like that tickles me to think of these giant football players that are like superstars and they go to these children's hospitals and they shake hands and stuff like that. And you know, these kids (laughs) probably have no idea who they are. Were you in the Captain
2: America movie? No. Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. okay. When, when's Chris Evans coming?
2: Yeah. (laughs) You're not Batman, are you? No. Okay. Okay. Well, Well, (laughs) it's kind of funny because I always try to keep, I think I've talked about this before, but I've always tried to keep a running log in my head of very lesser, like, starting roles that's, that big stars have done, so if I ever run across them, I'll be looking at them going, oh yeah, you were the guy in blah blah <laughs> yeah, blah blah, right. blah and they'll be like, uh, I guess and then no, don't acknowledge it for anything else, like yeah. if I met uh, off the top of my head, if I met Paul Rudd, I wouldn't be, oh you're the guy in Anchorman or Clueless or anything like that I'd be like, you were in Halloween 6 <laughs> I remember <laughs> you and he would have to be like, uh, yeah uh, yeah, that's okay. me Yeah, and then I would not acknowledge nothing else. I don't know what I would get off on it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like if I had if I had spoken to James Spader that day in Boston, I definitely would have talked about his role in Mannequin.
2: (laughs) You're the stuffy guy from the yeah the snooty boss. Yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: (laughs) Uh, And you know what? He probably, by the sound of it, probably would have enjoyed that. Right, right. That would have been right up his alley.
2: Or uh, (laughs) Hayden Christensen. If I ran into him, I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, you were Anakin. I'd be like, you're the kid in from the mouth, what from in the mouth of madness.
1: Yeah, or life as a house. No, life as a house. Yeah,
2: or Leo, the best one, Leonardo DiCaprio ran into him. I wouldn't even say you're the kid from Growing Pains. I'd say, weren't you in Critters Five or some bullshit? <laughs> like that.
1: Or what would have been? What would be great is just be like, never heard of you. Sorry.
2: Yeah. Uh, no. No. You can't do that. You got to just. Because that, that wouldn't be nearly as funny. Because there's definitely people out there that would never have heard of him. But you've got to say, oh, I know who you are. You're the guy in Critters 4. I think it was 4. Like, seriously, he was in Critters 4 on that line. Like, direct-to-DVD, crap movie. I love <laughs> movies. You it know what I awesome.
1: saw? You know what? I'm about to say something that's blasphemy. I'm going to switch gears for just a second and, and blasphemize. I, uh, I recently watched Beastmaster. Or tried to watch Beastmaster. Mm. Um, that's oh, a that- bad movie. Oh,
2: but she's so hot in that movie! Oh my that god, kid. that
1: is a bad movie. Oh, uh, bad editing, bad <laughs> stunts, bad. It like it is a bunch of kids with a VHS home video recorder <laughs> with a slightly bigger budget. It is that bad. Ah, come
2: hey, on, Dar! He kicks the ass.
1: I'm telling you, hey, good for you for coming up with Dar.
2: Yeah, I love. But uh,
1: there's it's, there are a few also. redeeming scenes in that movie. Otherwise, that you have to put on the nostalgia goggles to watch the Beastmaster because it is a bad, bad movie. Just it, it is it is made for like eight year old boys to watch.
2: Hell yeah, <laughs> the, the actress that like she's in the river or whatever. Oh yeah, oh poster. trust me, trust me. She I was, had to fast forward
1: to those parts, but she was otherwise.
2: In Sheena, Sheena of the Jungle. Sheena. No, it's not Sheila. Sheila. She it was like Sheena or something like that of the jungle. Yeah, Sheena.
1: It was Sheena. Yeah. And she wore yeah. the the tiger print. Oh,
2: she got all kinds of naked in that too, if I remember right. Yeah. But she was also Donna's mom in that seventies show. Really? And the running joke was that she was the hot mom. Like she was the MILF of the neighborhood. I have uh she was she was banging hot. Okay. Remember what you did to me earlier in the week? Uh we said we were not gonna <laughs> talk about that. Oh my god. Uh have the passed out stays and passed out uh
1: steve printed off a bunch of oh, yeah. actresses <laughs> when they were very young and then asked me to identify them i got one right by character <laughs> yeah by character i am i'm about to do the same thing to him oh in just shit a minute. okay
2: all right i'm ready
1: it's gonna be a minute
2: okay well let me i got i found one thing the wikipedia page on celebrity worship syndrome which is apparently a real psychological issue and they break it. down. It's great because they break it down to categories. So I was just gonna, I was gonna give you the test, see if you, if you or anybody you know falls into these categories. Okay. So category, the first one, the small, the basic one, is called simple obsessional, and this is like the majority of stalking cases, uh, and it's dominated by males. And this is just, I'm obsessed with them, so I want to watch them all the time. Yep. I'm just gonna hang around and watch them. So this is what it sounds like, and that's the biggest category. But then you go to love obsessional, and these are individuals that. Are stalkers that they convince themselves that they're in fact in a relationship with the object of their affection. Aha! Uh-huh. And there's something about uh, David Letterman had a stalker who would tell people that she was his wife. Really? Like she was, and this this goes kind of hand in hand with people that are actually schizophrenic. Like the first one, you can have just kind of weirdos that just can't let it go. But this one, you can have like real mental issues that come up. But then the third one is erotomaniac. Whoa.
1: Erradomatic. that that's actually on my business card i put that on my resume right <laughs> at the top
2: Strengths and weaknesses Erradomatic. you choose which one it is <laughs> is it a strength or is it a weakness it sounds like the best washing machine ever made to me i don't know <laughs> i got the Erradomatic 5000
1: oh i bet you do is it a pull start
2: <laughs> it is what i'm done with it well i, I don't know what that means <laughs> uh,
1: okay i have a i have a in middle podcast trivia question for you. Oh shit! In the Naked Gun, there is a sex toy that is a pull start. That
2: <laughs> it's the finger on the piston yeah, thing, right? What, what's it called? Oh, what was it? Roto Rooter. Oh, fuck what's it, called? I don't remember anymore. Oh, I'm not
1: disappointed because I don't remember now that I asked the question. <laughs> it's like the Swedish Suck Master Five Thousand. No,
2: right? that's what he says. Came in like, oh yeah, you're Swedish. Sweetest... But he picks it up like. The guy, the clerk says to him, "Your sweet, hey Frank, your Swedish Suckmaster Five Thousand came in." But there's a different scene where they pick up the sex toy on the, you know, the gas-powered sex toy or whatever. Oh,
1: I, I thought that was the Swedish Suckmaster Five Thousand. It was.
2: It was two different things. Yeah. Well,
1: I just um, googled Swedish Suckmaster Five Thousand, and now I'm on a list. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I just. My VPNs were made. I just swore, searched for Swedish Suckmaster 5000 and one of the first things that came up is robot builder's sourcebook pdf. <laughs>
2: <laughs> cuz if you're building a robot, everybody knows why. There's no two ways about it. Nobody sits there and goes, "I want to build a robot" cuz it's it's always immediately followed by it, and then have sex with it. Always. I think it's a It's one of As- Asimov's laws of robotics.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't recommend anybody go and search for that, but some of the results are pretty funny anyway,
2: search for it <laughs> so, speaking so, of
1: robotics, do you know that there is a federation of people that uh what do they do? They make sure that robots are treated fairly? Yeah, all right yeah I'll have to I'll have to find out the name, but there's oh, a, uh, a there's a guy in like Amsterdam that is allowing you to come in and use his sex robots or his his sex stalls. 'Cause he has those <laughs> like realistic sex dolls. And um, a lot of people are asking for different models and some Ooh. people are asking for kids. Of course they are. Children's sex dolls. Yeah. And yeah. so this federation of like robotics, yada 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 stepped in and said, No, you can't do that. You can't you can't
2: do that. Well, if you got Peter to... saying that a monkey owns a copyright to a picture, yeah, I can see this. <laughs> if... How did we get on this topic again anyway sex bots sex bots well yeah anyway. <laughs> erot- erot- erotomania that's what it was because it sounds like it sounds like something a sex bot would have but yes. these are these are the stalkers that actually believe that their victims are in love with them and uh it's the least common most of these are women
1: really yes well i mean i don't want to say it
2: but but they're also the less, the least likely to form face to face. Like they'll, they'll be stalkers, but they'll do it from a distance, or they might not, not even be stalkers. They'll just be watching the TV and say, "Oh my God, me and you know this guy are totally in love with each other," even though they never. They're actually, they're actually crazy.
1: Yeah, that sounds pretty crazy to me.
2: But uh, the, my favorite one. And this is on the Wikipedia page. Is the what they call the borderline pathological? What what they call the most severe level of celebrity worship? And it says this is a direct quote on the Wikipedia page. Often is it expressed by statements like quote if someone gave me $1000 I would consider spending it on a sanitary napkin used by my favorite celebrity.
0: That's
1: crazy.
2: So if you had $1000 to buy a used tampon or something I would not would I would who's, not buy
1: a used tampon.
2: No no, you, you can tell me the truth. It's a safe zone. Who's I would not use tampon.
1: I would not buy a used tampon.
2: Chloris Leachman, I'm just saying.
1: Uh hillary clinton
2: there you go i knew you had it in you
1: that's i wouldn't i would i <laughs> certainly would not now let's let's what? start talking I can't about be the only one let's let's start talking about some sweaty thongs
2: okay There. i got a thousand
1: dollars to spend on some sweaty thongs <laughs> yep. uh britney spears comes to mind oh my god
2: this is a bit of an aside but <laughs> when i was in college i had two friends that were seriously getting ready to start a little internet business where they would take pictures of themselves wearing thongs and then put it up on ebay yeah because they're like oh yeah there's some freaky perverts out there that will pay for this and yeah. I'm, as long as we don't show my face i'm cool with it so they're gonna show themselves like from the waist down wearing these thongs and then sell them on ebay so these were two dudes right these are two dudes that were gonna do that like oh my god you guys are freaks
1: <laughs> i wonder if they made any money
2: They didn't do it. They didn't go through with it.
1: But they were
2: getting ready to. They were getting close. The only reason I think they didn't is because they just kind of lost interest or got sidetracked somehow. Not because they came to some moral realization or anything like that. Nope. It's like, uh, well, anyways, I got to go to class. But we'll (laughs) we'll do this. We'll totally do this. Totally going to take pictures of each other in thongs. (laughs) Yep. It's not gay. It's not gay when it's for money.
1: (laughs) I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Okay, you ready? I am I know that you're probably going to move on to another thing, but I'm going to do this. I'm going to show you the picture of a celebrity when they were young, okay. and you have to tell me their character. You ready?
2: Okay, so it's a black and white picture of a woman in a turtleneck. Ah, Jesus. Like, I definitely recognize her, but she's hot. And this is somebody I definitely would know, huh? Oh, wait, is it um, Lucille? It's Lucille. Oh, yeah. From Arrested Development. Yeah that dude. Wow, she was hot. I never, I've never seen a picture of her that young before. Uh let's see. Yeah, that's much closer to the way she usually looks. yeah
1: And then we have uh this uh come hither look. There you go.
2: Man, I totally would have been Lucille. Now you know what Oscar and George were all about. Yep. See that's definitely recognized. The first one was the one that I was like what Yeah. Threw you off, but you got it. hey okay. This one, I don't know
1: how I feel about it, but I mean it's still she's she's a good looking woman.
2: I still do her totally. For
1: anybody that doesn't know who we're talking about, it's Jessica Walters.
2: That's her name. She does the voice for Mallory on Archer too, if you've never watched Arrested Development.
1: Or Jessica Walter, yeah. She does um she's the mother mother's voice on Archer and she's the mother on Arrested Development. And they I don't know if they're truly doing her justice in Arrested Development because they're almost she's a character of like a an old sauced up lady you know <laughs> somebody that's totally not in control of their life and
2: yeah but that's the comic element of it you have to have
1: right i mean they're not necessarily making her up to be like i mean that's still a good looking woman oh yeah it's just they make her they make her look over the top like ornate What's, what word am I looking for here?
2: Foppish? Maybe. Dandy. Yeah. Dandy lionish.
1: Dandy fop. A dandy fop. An ornate dandy fop.
2: Yes. There you go. You know when
1: I sign out today, that's I'm going to be the ornate dandy fop.
2: <laughs> the, ornate dandy fop. <laughs> the ornate
1: dandy fop? Or I'm not, know. because I will certainly not remember that. Maybe I will. <laughs> Perhaps you will, but I'm going to be coasting into the end of this thing. <laughs> uh, I'm coming up on 24 Hours with No Sleep. I'm at... Yes, I'm eight.
2: at... The Edge of sleep, it's a beginning of creativity, though. So, there you go. That's right. So, I'm about I don't know, I, my research has been exhausted. I really have not much more commentary to say. So, if you could punch one celebrity in the face, who would it be? <laughs>
1: uh, any celebrity, and they couldn't block the punch. They, here comes the punch, and you're getting you're getting yeah, they gotta
2: stand, got stand there and take it. They just gotta watch you and watch it happen.
1: You know, this is. Well, no, I won't. I won't say that because there's a um, football player that is dirty that I would uh, perfect for the Cincinnati Bengals. I would absolutely, if I had an opportunity to lay him out. But he's a gigantic football player, and I'm certain that if I punched him, uh I would be turned into oatmeal. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that you if I, I have to take it, yeah, but then what would he do when after he took the punch?
2: Okay, he's blindfolded. Doesn't know who it is? It doesn't know who it is. Okay.
1: Then he would kill every motherfucker because he's <laughs> that big bad of a dude. Um who's who's the uh Justin Bieber comes to mind, but you I just
2: stole mine. That was mine.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> I was totally I'm gonna... gonna
2: say Justin Bieber. Well, um that kid. Fuck that kid. No, who's
1: who's the other guy I mentioned earlier? The Shia Labouf. Oh, there you go. I would absolutely knock him right the fuck out.
2: See, I almost feel bad for him because I really think he probably has like mental problems. Seriously, I think he's yeah. done something to himself that he's got weird mental problems.
1: Still gonna punch just him Just Justin just a little douchebag. <laughs> but I'll, to be honest, I'm not a hardened, cynical person. Like, I'm not that bad anymore. I, once upon a time, I was very sarcastic, very cynical, very, like, hate celebrities just because they're a celebrity. Like, I hated the new kids on the block because, you know, <laughs> they're the fucking yeah. new kids on the block. Or hate NSYNC because they're, you know... Like, I don't have that kind of feeling anymore towards anybody that's creative, so...
2: Oh, it's not because of I don't like the music. It's because of for Justin Bieber, it's this is a douchebag kid that got too famous too quick. Now he thinks he's above everything. Like, there's no constraints on him. He's pissing in janitor's buckets, egging people's houses, leaving, like, getting pets and then leaving behind because he can't be bothered to take care of them. Just, just like a... It seems like every week there's a list of shit he does that's just... If there's anybody else, he'd probably be arrested, for one. and For two, he would have zero friends. Nobody would give a shit about him. He'd, he'd be that guy that you would show up somebody like, fuck, who the hell told him we're getting together? Like, this is the guy. So,
1: But that's also a backhanded compliment that he's got to have some talent in order to have those <laughs> people. Right? You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, like, sure. Oh,
2: he is definitely, ta- like, I will say this. He does have talent. He can hold the tune, and apparently he can play a bunch of instruments pretty well that doesn't excuse the fact that he's a full lame piece of shit.
1: Yeah. I can't, I can't really think there's a really short list of celebrities that I just, I don't like. I know this, this is going to hurt your feelings, but Jake Gildenhall, Gyllenhaal, I'm like, I you almost, cannot uh, diss I,
2: I will fight you.
1: I feel like I avoid, avoid his work because I don't <laughs> like his condescending, you know, attitude. And I don't, he probably doesn't. He's probably a real down to earth guy but he plays a lot of characters that are, you know, Donnie Darko. <laughs> I don't, I don't, and I don't think he's bad in Donnie Darko. I just, I think that it's like Kevin Spacey. It's like Topher Grace. It's these guys that are like, I'm going to rip off the bandaid and show you how terrible of a man you are. You know, mm-hmm. they play these, they portray these people that are like men that are just terrible people and it comes across like well all all white men all white middle-aged men are bad and i'm going to play a character of one that's bad and it's you know i don't know that's my own hang up i guess that's, because that's i know kind of- not all you know you can't you can't generalize but i generalize with them the the kevin spacey stuff that i like i guess isn't that much of a short list but american beauty that's one of the things i hated about american beauty <clears throat> is because it was, hey everybody, I'm the average American white dad. Look how much of an asshole I am. So all average American white dads are assholes. Oh yeah.
2: And I kinda get you think the the intent was to extrapolate from that to make a statement about wider. Okay.
1: Yes. I and I think that they those people that I mentioned take on roles to expose, you know, how or inconsistencies it's a generalization and maybe I'm just generalizing them and
2: but I mean that, I can that, say that with some but I don't know I have, like Kevin Spacey does a variety though so I, I don't know I mean I, I, I get what you're saying but I guess I just don't completely well you know
1: the David Gale movie um, American Beauty there there are some that I can't get out of my head I guess is he does the way he play.
2: usually play an asshole that's true to some degree
1: right and Seven he was really good in Seven I, I don't I mean, maybe he was generalizing serial killers, but they deserve to be generalized. (laughs) But, you know, he in American Beauty, he plays like the biggest fucking piece of shit in the world. Like and maybe he's not being a piece of shit. I don't know. He's like he's like macking on his daughter's friend, but he's also gay and he smokes smokes dope and he's not faithful to his wife. And he
2: he was never gay. His neighbor was and he was never actually unfaithful his wife was
1: right and i'm and i'm not saying that being gay was bad i'm just saying that to me like that was a further they they just having the neighbor come to the realization that he wanted to kiss him and then he had to come with to the grips of his own emotions because he kissed him almost to me felt like he enjoyed the fact that he was pushing back on that that guy that was i don't know maybe i just don't remember that movie that well but yeah
2: i don't know man <laughs> you see you see more of it than i did well what i what i saw
0: was an arts, arts
1: movie about this white middle-aged man that was going through a midlife crisis and like every step of the way he was doing i'm not i don't know what word i'm trying to think of but he was doing things to self-fulfill his life it was very selfish it was very
2: yeah i can see that yeah like he quit his job he
1: quit his job and tried to get or did did he have sex with the or he kissed no, but he at girl. least fantasized about it the the yeah, young girl and right you know
2: he stopped himself before he would not i guess I see. i see what you're saying but i don't know i guess i don't i don't look at somebody uh like an actor and judge them for the roles they play because i know a lot of guys get typecast and they hate it or i i don't know i just unless they're unless I find information that they're purposely seeking out these roles because they're making a statement, and I can't think of anybody that would fall into that category. I personally, I, I don't judge anybody on the roles they take on the based on what they do. Like, there have been actors out there who have like had their lives ruined because they took on a role of like a villain or something like that and couldn't find work because they chose this. The, the story I keep coming back to is, okay, like full disclosure, this is embarrassing, but... I used to watch 90210 a lot. <laughs> <gasps> oh my god. It was a it was a soap opera, whatever.
1: That's I will I enjoyed it. a TV show,
2: but there was this one guy who I, I cannot remember his name. He tried to he, was, he had like a music career in real life. Benedict played, Cumberbatch. Yes. Benedict Cumberbun was in 90210. He played Donna's boyfriend for a while. And he was a good guy, and they wanted to spice it up so they made him like Become a beat like a woman beater. He he started beating Donna. <clears throat> he talked about that after he got ridden off the show. He couldn't find work because everybody saw him as the guy that beat Donna. Oh, that's he terrible. Could not, could not do anything else. His music career went in the shitter. His acting career went the shitter. It got so bad that <clears throat> he convinced the producers to let him come back on an, an episode like a, a season later. As I'm a new man and I had problems, but. I, I Thank you for sticking with me, Donna, or like understanding. And I've, I've gotten to therapy and I've, I'm not a woman. beater. Like he came back for one episode just so he could try to redeem himself. Wow. Playing that I wonder character if it worked. Just, I don't think so. <laughs> like yeah. you never heard from him again. And it was, I want to say it was like Corey Walker or something, but I can't remember for sure what his name was. But i always remember that. Like there's probably guys out there that wanted to be something else, wanted to go on with the career and just thought, I'm going to take this one role in this one TV show, this one movie, whatever. And that one role fucked them over. They would have been better off doing, you know, Broadway for 20 years instead of taking this one big Hollywood role. Right. Something like that. Or it's like Mark
1: Hamill trying to be anything other than Luke Skywalker.
2: Yeah. And the only success he's had other than Luke Skywalker really is the voice of the Joker. And that's because you don't see him. Yeah. And you don't. And he sounds completely different than Luke Skywalker sounds. So, yeah, he's got two big successes, but they have absolutely nothing to do with each other. They can't.
1: Right. Although, if you could go through life being Luke Skywalker, holy shit.
2: Well, that's the thing. Would you trade? Like, I always feel slightly bad for people, for celebrities that were on top of the world that you haven't heard of in a long time. Like, I don't know why. Because I always think, what did they have to fall back on once they stopped becoming in demand? What did they have to feed themselves with? So, like, <laughs> the one I go back to, it's funny because is a line from Family Guys, They talk about Chevy Chase. At one point... Brian the dog said something like he just seems like a guy that would be litigious like he's got to have no money left right yeah because this is what before Chevy Chase was like this it been like 20 years before he done anything since he'd done a goddamn thing it's like yeah what did people like what does Brendan Fraser do right now for money you know
1: well I mean if he was smart he would have invested it and in blah 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 yeah exactly
2: <laughs> that's what you think like do they have to in retrospect do they have enough wherewithal to actually do that I doubt it
1: do you know what's funny is I was watching an interview with uh, Metallica, the band, and apparently uh, Jason Newstead, who's the bassist that left, mm-hmm. and everybody thought he made a terrible decision. There was a um, an interview that James Hetfield did where he made fun of Jason Newstead about going up when they'd be recording an album or something, they'd, they'd have the cater come in. The cater- they'd cater the thing and there'd be sandwich meat and bread and stuff like that. And Jason Newstead would go out and he'd like fill up as much, like he'd take five sandwiches back to his room. He'd take, you know, he'd fill up a basket full of food and they were making fun of him. And Jason Newstead was like, I have no idea how long this is going to last.
0: <laughs> there you I go.
1: Have absolutely. No idea how long <laughs> I'm going to be you know, successful in making money. I am going to pinch where I can pinch. So, I mean, he left Metallica and i'm sure he's making royalties to some degree but you know that guy saved money like he's yeah, going to be yeah, okay plan, right. even though you haven't heard pretty much anything out of him since he left metallica he was in another band and probably still is but uh like i feel like anybody who's in hollywood making that kind of money would have to know that these some of these football players they make million dollars in you know contracts but not all of them make millions of dollars some of them make the league minimum and some of them make you know enough money where i would consider them wealthy but mm-hmm. what they need to do and live the lifestyle that they need, like some of these guys live in hotel rooms for so many months out of the year because they're traveling with a team away from their home, you know, so, you know, smart people, you know, put money away like that, but like football players, at least most of them have a college degree to fall back on and maybe they're not, u- or wouldn't be able to use right. it again. But I mean, they got scholarships to college and they went from college to the NFL and it's a very small percentage that didn't play in college
2: and they also have a skill like if they stop if they got cut from the team or they got too old they could go back and coach somewhere if they had to you know
1: right but i mean if in my imagination i have no idea how this works but in my imagination if i'm uh Mark Hamill and I'm in Star Wars and I have a big payday because I'm in Star Wars, but that's like $1970. That's $1980. That's not, you know, so maybe I invested in some real estate. Maybe I made a couple of good moves and maybe I've got enough money to keep me going. You know what I'm doing? Uh, Autographs, 20 bucks a piece.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's like the Star Trek guys that go to convention after convention after convention. There's a reason they're doing that. I mean, some of it's got to be the ego stroking thing, but some of it's like they pay me to go. Yes. And I cannot do anything else. I was an actor for so many years. I'm not trained to do anything else. Yeah. like I So my just...
1: cell phone bill costs this much. I need to sign this many autographs.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I always said the same thing, kind of going back to what we we're talking about before, like and I, I I always say this, I feel like such a weird pseudo egomaniac. But if I ever sold, you know, became a successful author, A, I would use a pseudonym, you know, I would use a pen name Yeah. because I'd want to be famous, just not. Creepy stalker. Everybody recognizes me where I go. Famous misery. Exactly. Yes. I don't want to be George R. Martin walking around. Everybody like, what are you gonna finish the next fucking book? Like, not that guy. So I want to be like praised, but from a distance. You know? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. I see that. Who doesn't want to be praised from a distance?
2: Exactly. Like praised in print, praising a good review, something like that. People have a fan club, but not walk down the street and everybody's like, ah. Right. Like I said, ego trip. I'm never gonna be that, but. It's somebody that you
1: can... could sit next to in a restaurant and not know that you're sitting next to somebody yeah, that's exactly. written a book that you love.
2: Like like my fondest my fondest dream would be to be sitting in a you know, a mall somewhere and watching somebody sit down to take a break from shopping and whip out my book and start reading it and not know they're sitting right next to me, like, Oh hey, how's that? You want, me to, I like
1: you, you want me to sign that book for you? And they'd no, be like, no, I wouldn't yeah. even say
2: that. I'd just be like, oh, I've heard about that. How do you like it? And if they're like, yeah, that's, it's a great book, I'd be like, oh. that would that, right. be like the most ego trip I'd, I'd want, you know? Yeah.
1: Or they say, hey, I just needed to buy something to read while I'm on the toilet. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, well, you bought mine, so
2: thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you thought it would be. Because, you know, look at the back. That's my picture there. I'm just saying, you know, I, I wouldn't <laughs> be that guy. But, The point you were just making is if I did get some success with it, like maybe all I have in me is like three good books and that's all that's going to sell. Like I would recognize that. I'm like, okay, if I, if I got cumulatively a million bucks for these fucking books, I would invest it. I would, I would not quit my job. I would not, you know, I would be sitting on it. I would not like, yeah, I'm a rock star. I don't have to work anymore. I'm going to buy a Lamborghini. I'm going to do all this crap because I definitely can keep making books people love. No, there's no way. For every Stephen King that can write whatever the hell he wants and they'll publish it, there's a guy that wrote one series of books once, you know, 40 years ago that was popular and was never able to replicate it again. Yeah. That's what I would be worried about. That's what I would plan for. But like I said, it's a pipe dream. It's probably never going to happen.
1: Well, that's the kind of negativity we don't want around
2: here. Yeah, I got to tell myself that to keep my ego in check. Oh, I know it's going to happen and I am going to be the next
1: Stephen King. Oh, man. (laughs) Uh all right, so celebrity list. Who's who's your top five celebrity women?
2: Celebrity women? See that yeah. fluctuates. Um I okay, I'll tell you my number one, and I cannot get her out of my mind. It, and, well, I'll say this. She's always there, not always at the forefront. Rachel Vice. Scandalous. I think she is just she's disperfect. disappeared too. Yeah, not completely, but yeah. What was the last thing she
1: was in? She was in the mummy.
2: No, oh, yeah, she's been a lot since then. Um
1: Enemy at the Gates.
2: I loved her in Enemy at the Gates. Like, there's something about like when she just takes her pants off and they get it on under the blanket. I was like, yeah,
1: yeah. They need a shower.
2: It's dirty, dirty Russian sex.
0: <laughs>
2: um, uh, she was in like a movie called Agora, that was pretty good. Uh, she was this one called, um, well, she was in, like Constantine with Keanu Reeves. She ooh, pops up in cool. a little more beneath the radar movies lately, but she's still around and she still looks fucking hot. Ah, uh, she's so good. Uh Jennifer Connelly. Oh holy crap, I can't. I can't get enough of her either. Um, is there mm,
1: <laughs> is there a female celebrity that you would want to meet and have her sign a picture? Rachel Weisz is that who it, is that who it is? Yeah,
2: that one. I love that one. Yeah, because it seems to
1: me that that would be an awkward meeting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you got
2: a blanket? I loved your Russian dirty sex. <laughs> I don't care if you didn't have a Russian accent; it was still it still worked for me uh let's see enemy of the gates you had a bunch of people that were playing russians that had english accents and a guy that was playing a german that had an american accent
1: yep that was awesome well that's that's hollywood hey <laughs> people don't care
2: uh so what about you what do you got for women celebrity crushes
1: female uh i i kind of i'm i like uh amy adams yeah yeah i'm uh Jersey american I'm, hustle uh I've seen the important part of American Hustle. The rest of it, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't see any of that.
2: Yeah, it wasn't that good. It was really overhyped. I thought, but she was good in it. Yep.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence is pretty, but it's Amy. There's there's an Amy Adams and an Amy McAdams, right?
2: I don't know who Amy McAdams. Rachel McAdams.
1: Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Yes. yeah there go. Wh- which one's in um the Arrival? That's Amy Adams, right? Amy Adams. Yeah. She's something special.
2: I I like Jennifer Lawrence. I think. I mean, she's she's good looking and everything, but she also seems like she's somebody that has fun being a celebrity. Yeah, like she she actually enjoys the life she leads, and I I kind of like that.
1: She also says weird things about
2: Trump. Yeah, well, that's everybody in Hollywood. And let's be honest here: if he invites weird things to be said about him,
1: yes, he thrives on it. <laughs> that's something people don't know, is it?
2: Well, he just needs to be talked about. Talk about celebrity. This is celebrity worship gone to a very high extreme is we elected a president whose only qualification was that he was well-known. I mean, yeah. then, then again, so that we, we basically, well, I want to say Reagan, but yeah, he was a movie star, but he was governor of California. So we had, he had experience. But yeah. Schwarzenegger, he had Schwarzenegger didn't have any experience with, and they elected him governor of California. So there you go. Well, Oh, and uh, Minnesota, Jesse, like, Ventura. Jesse Ventura. Yeah. Same thing. One of my favorite little SNL. I think I might have talked about this when they had uh, Carl Weathers on SNL <laughs> once years ago. He just looked at the camera and says, "I can't remember what it was for." Some state's governor races. vote for me, I'm the black guy from Predator. <laughs> right. And that was his only qualification. He just said that a few times. I was a black guy from Predator. I tell you, you what. For me.
1: He has a really good sense of humor, and he he knows what the fuck is up. Yeah. He was in uh, Arrested Development. Yeah. And he was so good in that. And I think he was also in Happy Gilmore. He was the...
2: Yeah, he was, he was Chubbs or whatever.
1: Yeah. So he, he, he's he got a good sense of humor. He knows what's up.
2: Yeah, He's got. he's probably pretty cool to hang out with. Is there is there anybody in Hollywood, of a, star, a star that you think would be... That you kind of admire just because of the personal lives or that you think would be cool to hang out with? Not that you like their work, but do you think just from what you heard... Well, I've
1: I've already talked about John Lear. I would love to sit down with John Lear because his improv style. I know that I would laugh the entire time that we sat yeah, yeah. together. Um, if you're talking like a list, somebody, anybody. it doesn't matter. A list, B list, yeah, yeah. C list.
2: Yeah, yeah. Somebody known.
1: Um, if I, it depends. It depends on the scenario. If I'm gonna party, I'd want to go hang out with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Um, if I were going to sit down and actually talk to a human being that I thought has walked the walk and, you know, could probably offer me some a good conversation. Probably Morgan Freeman. Oh, yeah. Like, you know that that guy's been there and done that. And he probably has some unbelievable stories to tell. And I bet that he would... Like, he's the kind of person that I feel like if you were talking to him, like, you'd be the only person in his world while you were talking to him. You know what yeah. I mean? Right, like, right. genuine, you'd have total- your-
2: you would have his attention right
1: totally genuine and, and and interested in what you have to say i think that there's probably a lot of that missing now if you were to say like alive or dead i would love dearly to hang out with john candy oh yeah like i bet oh, yeah. that guy fucking like laugh a minute <laughs> you know especially if he were around his friends like you know dan Aykroyd. And...
2: but they always say that the guys that are funniest on screen or on stage have the weirdest issues off stage like they save it for being on stage and then you know in real life and never expects them to be funny they're like dude i just want to have a normal conversation with you yeah like maybe Yeah, you know...
1: i i just feel like john candy would be <laughs> the fucking man
2: i wonder if john belushi would be any good or you'd just be so cooked up all the time that you wouldn't yeah. even be able to talk. Oh, to
1: Phil Hartman, he'd be a good one. There you go,
2: Phil Hartman would be good—a
1: dead guy that.
2: Yeah, yeah, would have been
1: great would, to be around.
2: I could never do that though, because I would do nothing but quote Lionel Hutz or Troy McClure to him <laughs> constantly. I would be saying, "I'm Troy McClure." Just <laughs> you might remember such films as you know Disco Bear or something. I would just <laughs> I would just say that all the time. Uh, you know who I? Kind of admire, though. That I mean, he might be cool to hang out with, but for whatever reason, everything I from everything I hear, everything I read, Keanu Reeves seems to be like a really good guy. Oh yeah, like he's he's a he's, guy that never forgot where he came from, and is actually like a decent, regular yeah. human being.
1: I take it all back. I'd want to hang out with Nathan Fillion.
2: No, yeah, I can't. Wow, well, how would you forget that one? Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's he. He's my male celebrity crush. There you go. I would totally completely hang out with him.
2: I think. Honestly, I think George Clooney might be kind of cool to talk to. Like he would be a guy that could have a okay. lot of conversations. This is you. the
1: thing about George Clooney. You'd be in Italy, so you'd be in like a <laughs> right. like someplace glamorous in Italy. You'd have plenty to drink, wine. Yeah. Cuz he or he owns his own vodka. He, he sold owned, that company. You know, yeah, you know how much he sold that for? It was like a billion dollars. Like, yeah, yeah,
2: it was like a billion dollars. Yeah, it was crazy.
1: And then third, you know you'd be surrounded by like gorgeous women
2: all the time. Yeah. Like, you just get the you get the cast offs well, he's married. So it'd probably be all cast offs. And that'd be just perfect. Like he's right. the wingman. <laughs> right. But George Clooney
1: it strikes me as the kind of guy that would just like snap his fingers. And then beautiful women would like walk out of closets and shit and like yep. hang off his shoulders.
2: And, yeah. Even if they do walk out of closets and shit, I'd still take them.
1: He <laughs> could just stand there and be like, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> You've got a woman just hiding in your closet, waiting for you to snap your fingers. And she comes out and just squats and shits. Yeah. That is that amazing. That is a magic
2: power. You are a mutant, sir. That's right. Ah, it's like, you want to see a woman shit? There you go. I wonder if
1: that's, like, default. Like, do you? what do you want me to come out and do? Do you want me to come out and, like, wind a watch? <laughs> do you want me to come out and, like, stretch so George, knee? Is it, is it do today? you want me to... What yeah. is it today, George? I want you to come out and shit. Okay, yes. you got it. I hope you snap, snap your fingers soon, because I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I've
2: been waiting. I, got, I thought today might be that one, so, yeah. yes. I ate, like... Five fiber one bars. I am ready to go. <laughs> yeah, you walk into George Clooney's place and you just see stacks of fiber one boxes <laughs> on the wall. It's like, so what's up with this? Oh, you'll see. <laughs> I got to, have to brew it up in more ways <laughs> than one.
1: I, I have something planned. I got you something. You will not be disappointed.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> you like you like scat, right? You're into that. Everybody's into that, right?
1: Uh, yeah. I don't know if I'd <laughs> want to hang out with like like Chevy Chase. I guess is an asshole.
2: Yeah, from what uh, I've heard. And. I
1: guess Bill Murray is, like, he's getting really good at, like, crashing parties and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I think that he's probably one of those people that, you know, is really cool to watch from a distance, but you don't want to be near him. You know what I mean? Yeah. I kind of get that feeling from him. I could be totally completely way off, but.
2: You know who I would never want to hang out with? Well, when he was alive. Hitler. Um, God damn it. Why am I drawing a blank all of a sudden? Mork. Oh, Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Jesus, that was terrible. Because from everything I've heard, the guy was just wired constantly, like the guy did he was never off he was never calm, he would just bounce off the walls twenty four seven it's like that would be exhausting and annoying, yeah, I wouldn't like yeah, so yeah, there's see this is this we just proved our own point we couldn't we have all these guys up we got we got all these theories and dreams and which was about celebrities because that's the way celebrity culture works,
1: yeah, I suppose I'm quite content not being. I'm I'm quite content with having John Lear on my speed dial and calling it good, calling it good. I don't, I guess it would be cool to tell everybody or take selfies. Oh, speaking of which my wife, finally, after nine years of running the Dempsey challenge, she finally got her picture taken with Patrick Dempsey.
2: Oh, I saw that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Every year, every year she runs it. She's always like, uh, always a bridesmaid, never a bride. She's always like taking a picture of him with somebody else. And then like, nobody's returned in the favor and she's, not so you know she's not rude she's doesn't want to be that person it's like okay i just took your picture now you take my picture it's kind of like she takes a picture of somebody you know holding you know under patrick dempsey's arms and then she gives the phone back and then that person takes off and then she's like okay can somebody please take but then finally (laughs) this year she got she got a chance to meet him and she actually had a little bit of a whirlwind year she met um anna kendrick oh wow this past winter and uh she's a main girl Patrick Dempsey, he's a main guy. So she, she had a little couple brushes with fame this year. Boom. Pretty, pretty cool. Um, we gotta got to get retweeted by uh, Zuckerberg. Oh, yeah. She, Zuckerberg. That, that ain't nothing. That's uh, standard. Like, she gets retweeted and she gets likes from all kinds of celebrities. All kinds. Tons. Spelled T-O-N-N-E-S.
2: Like the French. Or the English? French, yes. No, no. I'm English. Well, you, you speak English. and You don't spell it that way, do you? I just did. No, you did not. I just, oh, he just blew it. my oh, and, mind. Yes. <laughs> blew my mind. Oh my god. <laughs> what is real?
1: Uh. Ooh, one last thing to talk about celebrities. Okay. Celebrity Death match.
2: <laughs> God, I love that show. Wasn't that a good show? What was the first one? Marilyn Manson versus Charles Manson? I don't remember. I think that was I the just... first one. Yeah. And people like it. it was like a stupid one-off thing, so people liked it so they just kept going with it. But my favorite one it was Jerry Seinfeld, and I don't remember who he fought, but he was winning at the end. And this was just as Seinfeld was getting canceled or, you know, ending. And uh, George, Elaine, and Kramer got up in the ring and start beating the shit out of him. It's like, no, fuck you, Jerry. We, we, you can't end our gravy train like this. It's, uh, and they start beating the crap out of him. It was funny.
1: Yeah. Well, Elaine went on to do some things. Ju- Julie Louis
2: Dreyfus. It's funny because she will always be Elaine, but she is much more critically acclaimed as, you know, the Veep character and all yeah. that stuff. Have you watched that show? The first season, and I keep meaning to try to watch the rest yeah. of it, I never get it. It was a really good show. It was. It was funny. The first season was funny.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've caught up. Uh, yes. Anywho, celebrities. We need a
2: real celebrity death man in real life.
1: Oh, the real the Kardashians versus the Kardashians.
2: Oh, my God. You and I don't... Do, like, the Kardashians versus the Hiltons. Paris Hilton or something like that. You know? Yeah. Just to mix it up a little bit. Ah. So. Anyway, so, you got a. Move into the next part. Do you have the um, like a guess a movie thing or anything? I
1: have a guess a movie.
2: Because this week, so do I.
1: You do? How about you I go do. first? Oh, okay. That way, I can prepare.
2: Okay. So, fun facts about this movie. It was a 1989 horror comedy. 1989. Okay, I'm tracking. Okay. So the main character. Let's see. The first first little fun fact. The main character was supposed to be killed by the villain in the end but because this because of because of the star that they got on board to play the main character was this star they changed the ending because nobody was going to want to see this guy die i'm not gonna say the star cuz i'll give it away so that's one film that's one fact
1: so the it's 1989 it's a horror comedy and they had to change who dies at the end because nobody wanted
2: star cuz they thought that nobody wanted to see this guy that played the lead nobody wanted to see him die on screen so they changed the end army of darkness no was that 89 i don't know i don't
1: i am shamed i don't know okay, I mean, next, okay next
2: fact this uh this may or may not help you probably not but several alternate endings were shot for the film and um the villain had things discovered in the trunk of his car in the alternate endings some of those things included dead cheerleaders and dead garbage men jesus well, Christ. ultimately it was just bones in the real version and yes this was a comedy <laughs>
1: 1989 so he did find the he did find stuff in his trunk dead bodies
2: there was the bones were found in the trunk that's the actual on-screen version alternate endings were filmed where they found dead cheerleaders dead garbage men and if you really pick that apart that could be a pretty good clue (sighs) i'm gonna need another clue (laughs) um well this might be a clue as to who was in the movie one of the stars one of the not the main character but one of the one of the main characters, was close friends with Michael Jackson and would take Bubbles, the chimpanzee, to the set all the time. But the chimps started pooping the trailer a lot, made a mess, so the director told him he couldn't take him to the set anymore.
1: So that has to be Corey Feldman.
2: Mm. Okay, yes, it's Corey Feldman. So 1989. He wasn't the main star, though.
1: So Dream a Little
2: Dream. That was something Corey Feldman was in. It's not the movie.
1: License to Drive. You're, You're thinking... You think of a
2: Corey movie? It was not a Corey movie. Just Corey Feldman happened to be in it. Oh, okay. Comedy
1: horror with Corey Feldman. And I know this movie.
2: Yes. I know you know this movie.
1: Nobody wanted to see the main character die.
2: So this is an actor who is beloved.
1: Uh, Would that actor be Tom Hanks? It may
2: in fact be Tom Hanks.
1: Would this be a movie about a neighborhood? A
2: certain neighborhood, indeed. In a certain type of place. The Burbs? (laughs) The Burbs.
1: Oh, Yes, I remember Corey Feldman now.
2: My final clue is going to be, I just mentioned this two days ago.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: Carrie Fisher.
1: That's right. I just watched, I say I just watched this. Like, I watched The Burbs probably last spring. I watched it start to finish while I was, like, I pulled everything out of my closet. Got rid of, like, I put away my winter clothes. I remember Remember the whole movie now. See, for can me, dirt. this
2: was a movie that was a regular Sunday afternoon on TV like, I would catch it at least a couple times a year. But I haven't seen it probably since, probably at all this century. <laughs> really? a long time. Yeah, I'm almost positive I haven't seen it since the 90s. But like I was talking, like, it came out in 89. This was like, geez, when did Jedi come out? 80, 82, 83? 83. So this is six years after Jedi. Uh, just six years. And for whatever reason, when I watched the burbs, it did not dawn on me that that was Princess Leia playing Tom Hanks' wife. That's right. Like, for whatever, that did not even register with me. I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So you got one?
1: Um I do. I just want to get all my clues together. Nineteen eighty five movie. Okay. I'm not assuming you remember all nineteen eighty five movies.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need at least one more clue.
1: <laughs> uh, number thirty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> it came in the, it was the thirty eighth most grossing movie in nineteen eighty five. Came out on August second.
2: Lost Boys. <gasps>
0: nope. Damn. See, I, I like what you awesome. did there. I like what you did there
1: with the... Um, Turn it back around on you. Like Tango and Cash. Yeah. Um, it had a main characters were a duo.
2: Tango and Cash. <laughs> um, um, duo 5.
1: It was a John Hughes movie.
2: See, that's my Achilles heel. I don't know John Hughes. Wait, wait, wait. All right, give me another one.
1: One of the characters in the movie, the character's name was inspired by Apple Computer.
2: <laughs> Mac and me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> nope. Because I think
2: that is a movie.
1: Um, uh, Jesus. I'll tell you, the, the the duo, the character duo, they're teenagers.
2: Is it License to Drive? Nope. Is this a Corey movie?
1: It is not a Corey movie. okay Joel Paxton oh, is in it. What's that? Will Paxton is oh. in it. Weird science. Yes, weird science.
2: Okay, okay. Jesus, I could I I couldn't even tell you the even with that I don't know the character names right now.
1: Uh, Wyatt. Yeah, and I can't remember the other
2: name. Is Wyatt the what's I don't know the is that an Apple computer? Oh
1: no 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 the uh, one of the characters Kelly LeBrock heard uh, oh her character's name was Lisa and the first Apple computer was oh geez what?
2: that sounds like something. After the fact. Yeah, we're totally going to name Lisa because the computer, right? Right, yeah. It was Wyatt
1: Wyatt and Gary. Oh, that's
2: right. That was a good movie. Completely ridiculous, but it was a good movie. (laughs) Uh, That sounds like ridiculous enough that it seems like it could be a theme in that Future Man TV show coming up.
1: Oh, yes. I can't wait for that. He's
2: totally going to have an episode where he makes a girl, but put a bra Mm -hmm. on his hat. All kinds of crazy shit. Have
1: to dial it up on the modem. Yep. Uh,
2: All right. Trivia. Weird science. I I got a trivia question for you. Okay. This is inspired by me and having a conversation with Mr. Rob Patton earlier in the week. Okay. I don't know how we stumbled into this. You definitely know the answer to this, but you might not know, you know, the question might not be something that rings a bell for you, but you know the answer. Okay. Hit me. So this, I don't know how to say it, this phenomena was first introduced by a character in the movie The Charge at Feather River in 1953. It was a Western. Okay. It's named after a private who was like a character who was a private in that movie. What phenomena is it? And I'll even give you what might be a giveaway, but I'll give it to you. Uh, the phenomenon comes about because a character gets shot in the thigh with an arrow. Dead leg. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Um, it's an effect. It's something that is.
1: Well, I'll tell you what I was going to say before you, you said the arrow is the uh, hysterical blindness. Ah. That's what no. I was going to
0: say.
2: <laughs> it's, uh, it's something that you've taken through your senses. So it's like a visual or audio or I guess you can't have an odor. You can have an odor thing. It's not an odor thing, though. It's an effect. It's like a special effect, I guess you could say.
1: It's something that actually happens to you if you get shot in the thigh with an arrow.
2: It could. But it's definitely something that happens in this movie, and then you it goes from there. This movie came out in 1953, and it's been a phenomenon ever since then.
1: So I'm looking for a, a body's response, like a, a phenom- something, it's a,
2: that, a movie trope. At this point, I guess you could say.
1: And so, 1953 in a movie, a guy gets shot in the leg with an arrow, and then this started happening. So, yes. so you're saying like jump the shark.
2: Well, yes. Actually, that would be a good description of it. But it has been jumping the shark for a very long time. But
1: it it's something happened like the Fonzie jumping over the shark.
2: Yes, but they... not so much an action as, like I said, like almost an effect, something of the senses. As It's a hard it's hard to describe without giving it away. But think about what somebody would do if they got shot in the thigh with an arrow. The Wilhelm scream? Ooh, you got it. Yes! Wait, wait. I, I was going to try this too. I'm going to see if this works. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's the Wilhelm scream. Uh, yeah, the audio file was up on Wikipedia, but yes, we started talking about it, and I was like, "I gotta give see because you're the one that introduced us to the concept." So I was to see how much of an expert you really were. Yes, it took me a little while. That yeah, I was
1: thinking something more along the lines of like not not necessarily a phobia, but like some sort of reaction your body has that
2: like i didn't want to say a sound you make because that would have been really (laughs) yeah and i couldn't say private wilhelm was the character but (laughs) that would have been good though yeah Uh, all right private wilhelm he did something
1: so i have two trivia questions one i consider to be super easy one i would consider to be super hard if you're to the uninitiated i guess Mm. Do you want the easy one or the hard one?
2: Ah, uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a masochist. Give me the hard you, one. You know I'm
1: gonna give you both anyway.
2: Okay, <laughs> I figured. So I'll, g- <laughs>
1: I'll give you the easy one first. Okay. What was the name of the boat in Jaws? SS yes, Minnow.
2: Oh shit, that's the easy one. Ah, oh, damn it, I'm not, I'm not the Jaws super freak that a lot of people are rob um, right now rob I is know. driving to work he's, right now he's, he's he at at totally screaming hard. at you I, he's
1: he's probably already put on the brakes exactly over and is pacing outside of his vehicle listening to this right now
2: see, i'm gonna work the timeline so on tuesday morning when i walk into work i'm gonna get some. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna he's get some shit tuesday morning what the fuck <laughs> yep <laughs> need the the monitor no the merrimack the think like-
1: it is uh, the name of an animal. This like you're on the right track. Right church, wrong pew. Think of the, where a boat goes. The
2: the, the pony,
1: baloney yep. pony. Can yeah. I take the baloney pony to Tuna Town.
2: This wait, wait where does the boat go? That it sounds like zebra.
1: Oh, it doesn't sound like zebra. But I, it's you're on the right track in the sense that it's an animal. It's not oh, the name. Okay. Of it. <laughs>
2: Oh, it's an animal. That uh, damn. Well, I said minnow.
1: Oh, true. You did. You did have minnow, but it's it's not a minnow. The minnow is closer than zebra.
2: The sturgeon. The barracuda. No. no. The shark. Mm, getting warmer. Was a boat seriously called like the shark or the hammerhead or some bullshit like that?
1: No, but you're warmer. Uh, Think of another predator in the ocean.
2: The Bill Cosby with water wings on. <laughs> the Bill Clinton. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Clinton in the pool. Clinton cigars.
1: <laughs> uh, man, I got. I, I do a it's black and white and eats seals. Oh, the
2: orca. Yes. yes!
1: Oh, wow. And it's that was black and white one. and eats loose seals.
2: Ah, loose seal. <laughs> no more loose. Luc-
1: uh. Okay. Well. Bam. That was the easy one.
2: <laughs> I gotta. I gotta rewatch John's. Uh, there's no two ways about it. I gotta rewatch this. Uh, I. I don't know.
1: In the movie Revenge of the Nerds. Mm. their fraternity house was named what?
2: Alpha, Greek? Beta, Thigh? <laughs> no. Thigh, Beta, Gamma? No. Gamma, Gamma, Beta? Close. Yo, Gamma, Gamma.
1: Not really close, but I'll give you a clue.
2: Delta, Thigh, no, Thigh. No, it's
1: the same three Greek letters.
2: The same word three times? Yes. Gamma, Gamma, Gamma? No. Beta, Beta, Beta? No. Delta, Delta, Delta? No. Omega, Omega, Omega? <laughs> no.
1: Uh, <laughs> what I say already? <laughs> you want me to? You want it? If you're not, yeah, you know
2: I mean, not heavy. You,
1: got... Lambda, 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 lambda. Somebody
2: else that was listening to this was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I can't believe you didn't know that. Oh my god! Ah, what the hell? Did you see Revenge of the Nerds? Yes, yeah, Revenge of the Nerds. I did not memorize the Greek alphabet so I could answer trivia twenty years later. Well, that should have. I guess I was, that was my fault. Yes, that, that was that was that was my bad.
1: Lambda, lambda, uh, lambda.
2: Done it again, no, it's yep. Tony Tony Tony. That was close.
1: And that's T O N Y T O N I T O N E with a
2: with an accent mark. Yeah. Yes. Wow, you got that. That should have been a trivia question. Yeah. Tony Tony Tony, Tony Tony. <laughs> it feels... Yeah.
1: Oh man, I don't remember how I was going to sign off.
2: <laughs> now you're going to have to come up with something.
1: Oh, um, it should be noted this is a monumental occasion, mm-hmm. not. Technically today, because now we're past midnight. But yesterday, on Friday the thirteenth, I became a grandfather.
2: Really? Oh, congratulations! My, oldest, my
1: oldest, had a baby. Congratulations, Grandpa to Tom. Yeah, yeah. Forty-three years old, Grandpa.
0: Yeah,
2: that sounds so. about right. It's all good. I like how to remind everybody you're only forty-three. I yeah. swear to God, I'm not really Grandpa. Well, not, if I'm they not saw Grandpa, grandpa age. if ah. they
1: could actually watch, they'd see that I'm nearly completely gray and toothless.
2: I don't have any teeth. <laughs> yeah, but that's just because you have fights a lot. That's not a grandpa I've been thing.
1: Tongue in my stumps.
2: Tongue in the stumps. Oh yeah, <laughs> you gotta tug the stumps. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go upstairs. Go to bed. So you gotta sign off though. You gotta be pithy. I am clever. gonna sign
1: off with a pithy name, uh, and it's gonna be something that's relevant mm-hmm. to what we talked about, and it's gonna be something recent that we talked about because my memory is shit.
2: There you go, Grandpa.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm a senile old man. You can't make Not fun almost, of me anymore.
2: That shit kind of adds up. Well, hell, hell I can't. <laughs>
1: All you right, well, what are you? this is uh, Lambda Lambda Orca saying, <laughs> dip me in your Monday milk. Uh, no, i got to come up with one, right? So this is Bob... Did Zebra you get off, Boat Zebra Zebra Bolt Scully. Scully.
0: Zebra Boat Scully. Well, you, get off
1: easy. you can just be Bob Scully. You don't have to.
2: No, have I have him. to have a middle name. Two middle names, always. Because you're right. not cool unless you have two middle names. Only the cool. Yeah.